Good morning, everyone. My name is Teddy Ragsack. You're listening to TED Talk Sports. This episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. All right, guys. So today I'm going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers. So <clears throat> Sparknote version of last season, they were doing okay. They were one and one. And then Jimmy Garoppolo tears his ACL in week three. And the Niners were really never able to bounce back, and they finished four and twelve. And you know that that kind of makes sense, right? Um, they had you know their starting quarterback carries his ACL, who they've invested a lot of money, and I think he's right. I think he's like the third highest paid player in the NFL or something like that. So you know they invest all this money, all this time into their you know their future quarterback, and week three tears his ACL. Um, so. The 49ers, the first thing that comes out to me, that comes out to me, the first thing that I think of when uh, I'm talking about the 49ers is their defense. Their defense is very good and their defense is also very young. They have a very, very talented defensive line. They have DeForest Buckner, who had 12 sacks last season. Um, they drafted Nick Bosa, who looked nothing less than unstoppable in college. They had D Ford, who had 13 sacks last season. Um, which I think, you know, he's a very, very underrated player. You know, he makes one mistake in the AFC Championship game, although it was a big one, although it was a very big one. He makes one mistake, and people seem to forget what a good player he actually is. Um, they also got Jason uh, Verrett. Verrett, Verrett, I hope, I, hope I'm saying that right. But he also, he's coming back from an Achilles injury, and Achilles injuries are... We're going to talk about those later because, unfortunately, that also affects this team. They're just not... It's they, they, they haven't seen a lot of athletes really bounce back from Achilles injuries, so I'm a little skeptical on this. Also, too, for um, on the 49ers defense, they have Solomon Thomas, who was drafted third overall not too long ago, but he's still a mystery to them. You know, he had a very mediocre rookie season with three sacks and 41 tackles, and the second season, he really didn't do that well. He had one sack and 31 tackles, but, you know, I, as I was doing research, on Solomon Thomas it's actually a very sort of a sad story his um his older sister passed away from um from suicide and that and they said it really greatly affected his play which you know to be very fair that that would do that to anyone you know if you have any relative pass away very very sad situation so it affects his play I hope Solomon Thomas has a has a comeback year um I hope he's able to grow as a player but you know that's sort of his story but over you know but anyways, though, you know, the 49ers defense, it is very, very solid. Um, and, oh, I'm sorry, I totally forgot to mention this. Oh, they also have Richard Sherman, who is a very big name. But unfortunately, that's, in my opinion, that's kind of all he is right now. Um, you know, he's 31 years old. And he's still trying to bounce back from that Achilles injury that he had. And then he had a hamstring injury. And, you know, I've said this multiple times on this show. But an Achilles injury is is the death sentence for 99.9% of professional athletes. They just don't come back the same. Um, and at the position that Richard Sherman is at, you know, as a cornerback where you need to be very explosive, you need to be shifty, you need to be able to change directions and have all this lateral movement, it makes it, you know, very... It, it really puts him at a disadvantage. He's, he's, at a, he needs, he's at a position where mobility is almost everything. Um, now I think Richard Sherman is, you know, I think he still can be serviceable, but I just don't see him as a shutdown cornerback anymore. Um, 
but you know I, I i'd like to see the old richard sherman come out because you know he's very entertaining but he just he really isn't the same player okay so the next order of business with the san francisco 49ers is jimmy garoppolo right we talked about him a little bit at the beginning of the episode jimmy garoppolo um he's coming back from a you know from a torn achilles injury and you know this is not what jimmy garoppolo envisioned when you know when coming back to the 49ers um so he got traded i believe to the san francisco 49ers from the patriots for like a draft pick or something like that he signs an absolutely massive contract with the 49ers uh you know he becomes the third uh third highest paid player in the league and then um you know like i said jimmy garoppolo you know he has his fresh start he finally gets his own team he's in the beautiful beautiful bay area and you know week one he has a very rough start against the Vikings, but he only loses 24 to 16. Puts up, you know, 261 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, you know, so they're still in it. But, you know, week two, he bounces back, has a solid outing against the Detroit Lions with 206 yards and two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And week three, you know, he's playing against the Chiefs, about five minutes left. They're down 24 to 38. He scrambles out of the pocket, and just like that, he tears his ACL. Boom. Season over. And, you know, and, and, you know, the crazy part is, too, in that game, he was playing really well, too. You know, 206 yards, two touchdowns. That's a, that's a solid outing. Um, so, is an Achilles, I'm sorry, not an Achilles, I don't, <laughs> is an ACL injury serious? Absolutely absolutely an ACL injury is very serious but am I concerned with Jimmy Garoppolo's upcoming season no and you know here's sort of why I feel that way Jimmy Garoppolo has always been a pocket passer and he you know he's had the ability to you know stretch out some plays with his legs but he's never really been a dual threat quarterback so this injury really shouldn't affect the way that he plays the game of football and um you know it's never really been his game to beat you by running the football and you know on top of this the quarterback position really doesn't require as much as as much athleticism as other positions say like a running back or a wide receiver so you know i think jimmy garoppolo you know if he can if he can stay healthy i think he'll have a solid year this year um you know acl injuries it's not kind of what they used to be anymore people are kind of starting to bounce back from them i um tom brady had an acl injury and he was able to come back from it so it's not totally impossible it's not totally unheard of but i definitely think that um he's probably gonna need a, a, a you know a couple of weeks maybe a few weeks to kind of get back to feeling like his like his old self but anyways though, I, I think overall he'll be fine i think jimmy garoppolo is gonna be a-okay um and you can't talk about jimmy garoppolo without talking about uh, George Kittle because George Kittle had a breakout season last year he had uh, um, 1,377 yards and five touchdowns and you know Kittle developed a nice chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo last season he had 200 yards in the first three games you know with Jimmy at quarterback and you know it didn't really seem to matter though who was throwing the ball uh, for George Kittle last season because he just looked absolutely dominant uh, but my only concern, if I'm going to nitpick a little bit here with George Kittle, is that he's not a secret anymore. You know, last year, people didn't really know who he was. They were just kind of starting to figure him out. But this year, <laughs> defensive coordinators are very, very well aware of George Kittle um, and what a big threat he is now. So defensive coordinators are going to begin to scheme against him. 
And because as of right now, I think he's the biggest threat um, the 49ers have in their passing game. So I don't know. I, I think that's going to be something that's going to kind of determine whether he's going to have a sophomore slump or not. I, I don't think he will, but you, you never know. Tight ends are a very, very difficult position to kind of gauge. But um, yeah, regardless, though, I think he's going to have another good season as long as him and Jimmy Garoppolo can sort of pick up where they left off. Okay, so now now here we get to some of the concerns that I have with the San Francisco 49ers when I started to do a little bit of my research. So none of their... Okay, so this is going to have to do with their, their running backs. So none of their running backs are really bad, but none of their running backs are really great either. So as a team, you know, they finished 13th overall for rushing yards and rushing yards per game. And... They're just very mediocre. You know, they're not, they're not like awful, but at the same time, they're really not these big impact players. So the 49ers signed um, two off seasons ago. They signed Jarek uh, McKinnon to a four-year, $30 million contract. And before he can even, you know, start playing with the 49ers, he tears his ACL before the season begins and he's out for the year. So that was their investment. They were going to have McKinnon, they were going to have Garoppolo, and they both, you know, as poetic as it might be, tear their ACLs. And, you know, so you have Matt Breida, um, which I'm I'm not that crazy about Matt Breida. He's, he's he, like I said, he's not a bad running back, but he's not great. I think he's a good filler. I, I, I think he'd be better serviced. Um, service, I think he'd be more serviceable as a backup running back. But, you know, last season he had... Uh, 800 yards, which was ranked 27th overall in the NFL. You know, and I don't know. It's just to me, this is a big concern because with a lackluster running game, the 49ers are going to find it very, very difficult to open up the playbook. And this is going to make things, you know, a lot more difficult for Jimmy Garoppolo because now they're going to be able to drop more, you know, linebackers and um, secondary players into coverage because they're not going to be concerned with stacking the box for the run because right now it's not really a threat. So this is going to make things a lot more difficult for someone like Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, there is another concern, um, and that's his wide receiving core. Um, yeah, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo really doesn't have a lot of help with his wide receivers. And the best wide receiver they have is Marquise Goodwin, who he he's a very solid wide receiver, but I don't see him as a wide receiver one. I see Goodwin as a wide receiver two, but... You know, when you hear the other names for the 49ers, you're going to kind of see why Goodwin is the number one. Also, too, on a side note, Goodwin, you know, for fantasy, I, I think he's gets a lot of looks. I think he's, yeah, I think he's, I think he's pretty solid there, but I just wouldn't trust him as a number one receiver. As a complimentary receiver, I think he'd be really, really effective. But if he's your number one guy, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not too confident. Um, I, yeah, I'm just not too confident in Goodwin. So, the 49ers also have Dante Pettis, who really didn't excite anyone last season. But to be fair, and this is something that I had to take back, it's something I had to kind of take a step back when I was analyzing the wide receiving core of the 49ers, is that, you know, they, they you know, they, had, they didn't really have the best quarterbacks throwing to them. So after week three, when Garoppolo goes down, they have Nick Mullins, they have... Um, Oh, the other, oh my God, I'm totally forgetting the other guy's name. CJ, I've totally forgot. 
But you know they had these you know these rookie no name quarterbacks throwing to them, and um, so you know that that really did that would affect their stats. You know the the person throwing them the ball is getting kind of used to it, getting kind of new, and you know that that's going to make things a little bit more difficult for the wide receivers. So, I, but even that being said, I'm really still not that impressed with this receiving core that the 49ers put up. But also to be fair and to give 49ers credit. They did address this issue, which is something that I'm happy that they did because I hate it when and this happens a lot, too, with NFL teams is that they have these issues and they have a lot of draft picks. So they have a high amount of draft picks and or I'm sorry, not high amount. That's the same thing or a high level of draft pick or like a good spot. And they have these issues and they just don't address them. You know, it's just it's so frustrating. But Anyways, um, the 49ers did address these issues. They drafted Jalen Hurd. I think he played out of Tennessee and Debo Samuel. So this is basically going to, this is going to make this a very young wide receiving core. Uh, But as of right now, I'm just overall not impressed. I don't think, like I said, none of these guys really seem to be much of a threat um, outside of, out of Kittle right now. Maybe Brito develops into a solid running back and then Goodwin has a breakout year wide receiver, but I think that's very unlikely. So overall, I think the 49ers last season, I just think they had a lot of bad luck. You know, you're starting running back and you're starting quarterback go down with ACL injuries. And, um, you know, that would mess up a lot of a lot of teams. Not every team is like the Philadelphia Eagles where you have someone like Nick Foles right there to, you know, kind of pick you up and you have this phenomenal defense and offensive line um you know the, the unfortunately for the 49ers they just didn't have those weapons uh to utilize but you know i think they can easily have uh one of the best defenses or one of the better defenses in the nfl because they're you know they're very uh they're very young and defensive line is is very very good and i think that i think having a good defensive line like that it will take a lot of pressure off someone like richard sherman who's kind of nursing back from an injury so I know I, I think their defense is going to be one of their strongest assets this upcoming season, and their offense just really depends on Jimmy Garoppolo and how he's able to bounce back from his injury, which honestly is a toss-up. I'm if I were to put money on it, I'd say that Jimmy Garoppolo does bounce back from his injury, but as of right now, it's it's a toss-up. We don't really know. So I think next season they're going to go eight and eight. Um, I just don't think they're going to have a lot of offensive firepower to really compete with um, some of the bigger teams. And, you know, I've, I've said this too with, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I know I said the same thing with uh, my Detroit Lions podcast, but, you know, there's similar situations. So I just don't, yeah, like I said, I, I just don't think they're going to they're gonna have that much firepower. I thought it would have been really cool if the 49ers maybe could have uh, gotten Le'Veon Bell or if they could have gotten Antonio Brown. I think that would have been an excellent fit. But I guess they don't want to deal with the head case of Antonio Brown, which makes a lot of sense. But anyways, um, I think this this upcoming season, I don't think they're going to be contenders, but I think this upcoming season is going to be a step in the right direction for the San Francisco 49ers. So anyways, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, My name is Teddy Ryaksek. You've been listening to TED Talk Sports.